Y'all heard? One, two, three. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. This is Y'all Heard. Y'all heard. A podcast where me, Marissa Phillips. And me, Pete Phillips. Are not related. And this is a show where two friends try to create a vibe and hope you're like, oh, yeah, mood. <laughs> In other words, we tell you things that you didn't know you needed to know. Pete assigned me with his usual part where I, where I say what the show is. And I had an idea, and it was that, but it made more sense, but I didn't write it down. Mm-hmm. And I thought I could improv it, and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry. There's the whole story, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it to be natural. I didn't want to write it down, but I should have. It was something about vibes and mood, but it sounded less probably like ridiculous uh also if i don't have covid brain if i have something else i hope it's zoloft tapering off brain or i just hope there's something or else i'm becoming stupid yeah i get that feeling a lot too and i'm not even getting off zoloft (laughs) it's a lot lately and i am like forgetting words i couldn't think of the word classmates the other day and i just kept being like people people in school with you they were with you and they're like, classmates? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> anyway, uh, how are you? I'm okay, Marissa. Since our last episode, I received in the mail Ooh. one of the things that I had on my Amazon wish list for a while. And I got Amazon money for Christmas, so I decided to purchase it. It's my Winnie the Pooh phone oh, case. Oh, I love it. I did see it. I saw it on Pooh Joke or whatever joke is that what it is i think it's poo jokes (laughs) yeah it's really nice i was thinking aaron would like that but then he would he would be mad that i told him to get the same one you have and then he'd look like he copied you it was uh i think 25 dollars oh that's not too bad okay i have never paid more than ten dollars for a phone case before usually significantly less (laughs) oh excuse me i pay Two dollars for phone cases that probably have problematic materials in them that I get from like <laughs> China for so cheap. However, whenever I go to Casetify, they're like eighty fucking dollars. Do people pay that? I mean, I guess so, right? Or people, or they couldn't sell them. Yeah. So that's why I said that's not that bad because I thought people who aren't me spend more than two dollars. <laughs> but yeah. I also uh, went. Shopping, grocery shopping, mm-hmm. at noon on mm-hmm. Saturday. Mm-hmm. I don't do well in crowds. I mean, but let me tell you why. Okay. Standing in line or like waiting for things, uh-huh. I zone out a lot and I end up staring at people. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is so good. I I can visualize it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I was in the like the checkout line before Marissa called me, and um, yeah, and I just was like, "Oh, that person thinks I'm weird because I'm staring at them." Well, I mean, I forget where I am sometimes because I zone out, and I farted in a aisle full of people in AC Moore once. So, I mean, it happens. <laughs> you always know how to make me feel better, Marissa. <laughs> It happens to me and Pete because we both have social problems. (laughs) 
So that's how you are in a nutshell. Yeah, that's about it. I, I'm much like you. I'm very uh, out of it lately, and it's getting to a point where I'm like, am I ever gonna be back in it? <laughs> <laughs> I've been out of it so long. Yeah. I'm hoping, though, it's just going to be like, oh, daylight savings time again. Oh, probably and I'm going to be like, back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, do you really feel in it when you're back to normal? It's starting to affect the places that I feel in it. Okay. Like, like normally, somebody is like, hey, what's blank? I'll be like, that's this. <laughs> And now it's like people are like, "What's blank?" And I'm like, "I have never heard of blank." <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's hope we both rise like a phoenix when daylight savings or or the opposite of daylight, whatever, whatever yeah. the fuck. When when time changes, let's hope we're better. Um, how about you, Marissa? What's up in your life? To anyone who is <laughs> worried for me <laughs> due to past episodes, just know that. Um, I'm back on track because uh, my doctor realized uh, he took me off Zoloft too fast, uh, which Aaron went, I kept telling you that and you didn't listen <laughs> to me. So uh, I am now tapering off slower. I'm on a very small dose and I feel like a person again. So I'm okay, guys. Congratulations. Thank you. I was whoa, but I am better. Uh, also, I am better, this is like, I'll talk more with plugs, but I'm better because I found MILF Manor, which if you subscribe to our Patreon, please listen to my Marissa Reviews, MILF Manor. If you don't listen to our Patreon, please just watch it. Don't have Discovery Plus? As long as I know you slightly and you're not a total stranger, uh, I'm willing to give people Discovery Plus as long as they promise to watch MILF Manor. First is this on? Is this on like a regular channel too? Like people with TV? Uh, I think with the Discovery Channel, yeah. Yeah. But I just I don't know how to watch it. Or I guess yeah, people can watch things on demand. But yeah, yeah, it's on Discovery. There's a new a new episode every week. So I'm good because my mental chemicals are now more balanced, and because I'm watching fucked up TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one's. Uh, rough guys this this she had so much to say about this episode i didn't have to edit anything when she sent over the file because <laughs> <laughs> i like yeah she was know. on the whole time <laughs> yeah sometimes i like either like stop it halfway and try to do it in two parts or i do it all at the end but it was so meaty i was like you know what i'm gonna stop continue yeah i i oh this was the best thing i've ever reviewed in my life <laughs> I have never been more riveted by a show ever, ever. <laughs> While we're talking about Patreon, um, the Pete's preview that went up this week is uh, Murder Mystery 2 with Adam Sandler and oh, Jennifer man. Aniston. Oh, and we have a ghost. Both are going to be on Netflix. So, All right. Fantastic. I think yeah. both are comedies, too. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I don't remember what happened, but I know I liked Murder Mystery 1. That's what I thought. I was like, I know I saw it. I know I didn't hate it because it's like it's like popcorn. You know, like you could just yeah. fill yourself up on it. It's not challenging in any way. Exactly. But I'm like, but I have, I hope I didn't need to know what happened in the last one to understand yeah. this one. 
Oh, Pete, by the way, before we go into anything else, did you see that, like, a, a, a preview image for Fast 10 came out today? No. Uh, and it's, like, the beginning of the of the final battle or something. But they went into space last time. Where the fuck can they go? I've decided only to an alternate reality. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Another dimension. Oh, I can't fucking can't fucking wait. What if they went inside the Earth and they found all the Vikings? I thought you were going to say inside the themselves. <laughs> I thought you were going to say inside themselves, which what would that mean? Mm, therapy. Oh, they go inside <laughs> the Earth, <laughs> find the Vikings, and what happens? And the Nazis. Oh, I mean, guys, whatever it is, I love it. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it fills the crank-filled hole in my soul. Mm-hmm. I was okay. thinking of that. I'm like, I'm surprised somebody still hasn't done like a prequel yet to Crank with somebody completely different than Jason Statham, just to you know cash in on it. But they would probably do it with that fucking kid from like Kingsman, which I don't know why I said that fucking kid because I liked Kingsman one, didn't watch any of the next ones because I know they're like too gory. I think, but um, I don't know. He just like he can't match Jason Statham. I feel right. like nobody young. Can match Jason Statham. I could see that, yeah. I mean, do you think anyone can? No one that they found yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll say that. <laughs> the I person mean, might be in prison or, you know. <laughs> okay, I had a different icebreaker that just was more like our usual icebreakers, but I've just decided. Do you have anything left to say or can I go into icebreakers? Cause hey, I'm, I'm ready. Well, I <laughs> shouldn't say I'm ready, but give me your icebreaker. <laughs> Okay, my icebreaker is, we're making a Crank sequel. You need to find who could fill the, the shoes, but we've decided no man can. What woman is going to just replace Jason Statham with a Crank prequel? We're not, I'm sorry. We're not, it doesn't even have to be a prequel. It's not, in this world, she's not Jason Statham dressed. She's not dressed right. as Jason Statham. Yeah. We're just saying, what woman could bring that level of intensity to a crank movie. Yeah. I, like, my gut answer is Charlize Theron. Mm. Because I like her in action movies. Yeah. And didn't she do a couple of movies where she was, like, ugly? <laughs> well, she did Monster. Like, yeah. Oh, like that fucking, that fucking movie by the Juno person that was so Stupid, like oh yeah 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 old old young person. What was that called? Like old head. Young adult. Yeah, there you go. I think yeah. Yeah. Young adult colon old head. <laughs> um. So that's like the first thing that comes to mind. Mm. Because I guess we can't use biling, right? <laughs> oh my god! I mean, why can't we? But, like, in a less problematic way, but yes. Yeah, as the lead, I think it would be a lot less problematic. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Huh. Okay, so Byling or Charlie Theron? Yeah, I have to say, too, when I was rewatching that, I still got so sad when the the guy who helps him got killed. Who's the guy who helps him? Like, early in the Crank 1, there's, a like, a street kid who helps him out with stuff. He's, like, a lot younger than him, but he's not, like, young, young. He's just okay. probably, like, in his, like, 
late teens, early 20s sort of thing. Is he a known actor? I don't think so. Oh, I don't remember that. I have no recollection of Crank. I only have well, I only have one recollection of I don't know. I completely which forgot that Corey Haim was in it. Shit. <laughs> in the all second one. Literally all I remember is him fucking Amy Smart in a horse race place, which I think happened, or I made that up. No, it wasn't a horse race place. It wasn't? Why did I think they were in your horses? <laughs> Probably your fantasy. <laughs> okay. Uh, don't correct me. Don't want to know where they were instead. And um, and it cranked to when it turned into claymation. To puppets, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was puppets? I thought it was claymation. It could have been claymation, yeah. Um, other than that, I don't remember anything that happened. I just remember the feeling of elation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. So Marissa knows a lot more actresses, I presume. Yeah, I don't know a lot of names because, again, I have a brain problem. I would say, I, so I didn't think about this before saying it. It's not like I had something ready. I will say Charlize Theron. Char- Why did I hit the chest so hard? Charlize Theron is a wonderful idea. I will say I put her in the running. Uh, I don't know why. I don't think anyone would imagine that she brings the right energy, but I think she's such a skilled actor, she could? Who's that French lady? Oh, I thought you were... For some reason, I thought you were going to say Christine Baranski. What? (laughs) Wow, that is, like, really specific. Marie Cotillard, is that who you're talking about? Yeah, I just see Marie Cotillard. Man, I wonder if you Christine Baranski. Um... I feel like there's someone else that's in my town, but it's like it's not fully realized. So yeah, I'll come back to this. I but feel it, like I feel like Zazie Beetz's efforts as Domino were also pretty fun, but oh, I didn't see that. I don't know that. Um, yeah, I'd have to see it in an audition. <laughs> All I know is like I kind of want a woman that's generally elegant to be pushed to be unhinged. Okay. Ooh, like, I want, like, a Kate Winslet. <laughs> yeah. I want an elegant woman to be unhinged for my... The role that finally kills Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, he... Near Christmas, Aaron loves Christmas movies. He loves happy Christmas movies. And I was like, oh, this kind of says it's a Christmas movie. And I picked this movie with Meryl Streep and Robert De Niro from, like, the 80s. And it took place on Christmas for, like, five minutes. And then it was a brutal tale of infidelity, (laughs) divorce, and breaking families apart. And he just looked, like, so traumatized. (laughs) And he was like, I don't like Hollywood. They put bad ideas in people's (laughs) heads. Like, okay. Anyway, can't wait to see where your topic goes. Well, you did mention um, Chev Chelios uh, basically assaulting his girlfriend. Oh, I was like, who the fuck is Chev Chelios, the guy from Ken? (laughs) Um, Basically, like, yeah, assaulting his girlfriend in a public space. I would tell you a bit more about the scene, but I'm not allowed to. Wait, no, I'm sorry. I do need to know. It's not a horse race place? Where is it? Was it was like at a, a 
like an outdoor market kind of thing. I'm sorry. In Chinatown, racing. something like that. There is nothing racing in that scene. I swear they're like straight up out of track. Why would they have a school bus full of like girls? No, I thought he was fucking at her the racetrack while people were racing, and so it was like <laughs> adrenaline of like races and him fucking her. What? Whatever. Anyway, it should be how I said. <laughs> so in the movie, like Amy Smart's character is just like so like she's pretty ditzy, but she's also just like very loosey goosey, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she seems like a sweet lady. Oh, does she? I don't remember. So why does she go for the bad boy, Marissa? Um. Oh, this is why you said this is a topic. <laughs> Last week in the plug section of the show, Marissa talked about how hot an elitist, snobby, disconnected, recovering drug addict played by <laughs> Rupert Grint was. Yes. Oh, God, he's hot. <laughs> she also noted that her fiancé expressed wonder about why women find bad men attractive. Yeah, okay. Now... Are you going to tell me why? Are you going to I've been thinking something along the lines of this, but not exactly. So I had to broaden my scope a bit. So I had been bookmarking some things on this topic for a while, but I wasn't sure if I was going to do it. But between Marissa's mention, me not having an idea, and the hosts of one of my favorite podcasts, Lizard People, joked that bad boys aren't always bad men, the idea just had to come to the surface. I just want to let you know that when you told me you couldn't think of a topic, I was genuinely thinking for you, but literally all I could think about was butt eating, which I'm not going to go into detail, but I have been asking Pete. That's behind the paywall. (laughs) Yeah, I have been contemplating the logistics of eating butt for a long time, not in my own life, but because in Milk Manor, someone said they got pink eyes from eating ass, and I was just like, please, the world, tell me more about this, and I have been picking Pete's brain, but then I was like, that's too much, even for our podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still need to be invited to Marissa's wedding, and if I did an <laughs> episode about eating ass, her mom wouldn't let no. me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this idea that bad boys aren't always bad men, it's the idea that like a bad boy type isn't always a horrible person, but more than likely, uh, they come come across that way. And so for more on this, I encourage you, listener, to consider the documentary Assholes, A Theory, which mm-hmm. is on Pluto TV or Tubi. So you can watch that for free. It's a documentary Ooh, that also about... sounds like it could be a documentary <laughs> on the other topic I mentioned. Continue. <laughs> um, so there are certainly degrees of of people going for bad boys. And I'm going to try to use gender neutral language, but most of the notes are all woman going for bad boy. Yeah. So there are degrees, but we are going to have to go to extremes for this episode because that's what y'all heard's all about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about hybristophilia, a sexual interest in and attraction to those who commit crimes. Oh. A paraphilia in which sexual arousal, facilitation, and attainment of orgasm are responsive to and contingent upon being with a partner known to have committed a crime. Oh, I wonder if the people on the show Love After Lockup have that. I've never seen the show, but I assume so. <laughs> now, I hear some of you going, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where did this crime thing happen? You know, like... Certainly in Servant, Rupert Grint is a drug user. Yeah, okay. 
Which is against the law, but like it's not like he's going to jail for it. So he's not like a convicted, you know, criminal or something like that. Yeah. But it's it's probably the easiest and most puzzling, you know, when you see a situation where, say, women send love letters to Ted Bundy. Yeah. Um, but before we get to that, we're going to divert a little bit closer into I think what uh, what we're really asking about here, which is jerks like you know why why would women go for jerks yeah okay men's health cites the european journal of personalities 2016 study this is the name of the study okay how alluring are dark personalities the dark triad and the effectiveness in speed dating oh okay that says that narcissists often make good first impressions because they act outgoing for example, they take the lead in conversation in an effort to impress other people and get attention. This mm. can make them seem charming when they're getting to know someone. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. I'm surprised you haven't asked because I did put a footnote in just for you, Marissa. A dark triad personality <laughs> is made up of three personality types, narcissism, psychopathy, and Machiavellianism. Uh, the 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 fancy word for be somebody being really cold and manipulative. Yeah, why did I just accept that? <laughs> I don't know. There's another study from Germany that suggests that narcissists become less attractive to people once they're in a long-term relationship. I no think, shit. Yeah. yeah, okay. I don't think you need to study for that, but sure. Over time, they come off as self-centered, entitled, and too competitive. Mm, Okay. The Gentleman's Journal speculates that women love a bad boy because the media paints them as attractive. I'm sorry, what the fuck is the Gentleman's <laughs> Journal? That sounds weird. Yeah, it's uh, an online publication. Okay. Uh, we'll get to uh, my feelings on that at the end of this paragraph. Okay. <laughs> so, they speculate that women love bad boy because uh, the media paints them as attractive. Okay. That mystery is always appealing to everyone. Uh, know that he is talking about an air of mystery, not the man named Mystery from the game. <laughs> that they bring out a side of the woman that they never knew they had. Ooh. And that okay. women want to believe that there's a nice guy inside and they'll bring him out. I would say that is what I assumed was the key there. That a lot of women, uh, maybe myself included, <laughs> like to like feel like they could break down walls. Fix a broken man, get to his softer side within his dark, dark exterior. I mean, his his rough exterior. <laughs> um, I I will make a note though. There are no sources for this in this article, and the article <laughs> doesn't even have an author. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> Thought Catalog posted a piece where a poet, uh, a female identifying poet, sums up her feelings. "Quote: I've always wanted a man who would treat me right." but skirt on the dangerous. Okay. Not always do the right thing. Not always let me win an argument. Not always be so damn good. But make mistakes and raise his voice and pull me towards him and his and kiss his apologies to my lips. You know what? I will say, and again, guys, this is, this is at least 20, no, how old am I? Like 20 years ago. I dated a skinhead, not a white supremacist skinhead. Like uh, We still never did that episode. <laughs> yeah, actually, I do need to do that at some point. It is a, if you're not familiar of like the punk scene 
skin head. It's like it's it's something else. It has nothing to do with 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 Nazism. Anyway, I dated a skinhead, and I did like he was very nice to me, but he did fight people a lot and would bring fear into people often, and I like that. <laughs> Uh, the person who wrote that article is now a life coach, and they use the word passionate a lot in all the things that they post. Of course they do. Every life coach does. I found a very misleading article that said, quote, science, as if it's an entity, <laughs> can explain things. But it got into shaky ground like alpha males and ovulation surveys. Oh, what? <laughs> Ironically, one study found that women want to mate with a bad boy, but have a... I guess, good boy as a partner? <laughs> Ew, is that the term they use? Somebody, somebody they actually used that worse that terms. Part. They said they want a bad boy's sperm. <laughs> Ew. For some reason, good boy sounds gross. Oh, yeah, that was me. <laughs> oh, okay. A good boy is a dog, obviously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I feel like there's no new territory here. People like confident people. Bad boys are confident. Mm -hmm. So are psychopaths. Yeah, yeah. Some bad boys are hot. And some of them are incels. <laughs> some yeah. bad boys seem tough and want pe you know, like some people feel protected by them mm -hmm. until they beat up your best male friend like Mark Wahlberg does in the movie Fear. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Bad boys can seem adventurous and ad adventure can often lead to danger. <laughs> Are we going to talk about fear again? I'm sure that also applies. <laughs> some people date a bad boy as an excuse for them to behave badly, too. And some want to fix other people. Of course, sociologist and clinical sexologist Sarah Melancon, Ph.D., says if a woman were to succeed in changing him, he would no longer be the bad boy that she finds so irresistible, admitting that fixing someone creates an impossible scenario because the woman will no longer like the man. <laughs> Ooh, that is a very interesting point. Yeah, yeah, okay. It should be noted, too, that in her book, Why Men Marry Bitches, A Woman's Guide to Winning Her Man's Heart, Sherry Argov's argument also just comes down to men want to be with women who are really confident. Oh. I okay. don't know what Sherry Argov's qualifications are. I have to admit, she's written one book. <laughs> And it's been translated into multiple languages. Wow. I'm sorry. The book is called Why Men Marry Bitches? Yeah. Colon, A Woman's Guide to Winning Her Man's Heart. Ew. I bet that book is disgusting. <laughs> so now we're going to shift back to hybristophilia, which comes from the root word hubris, um, <laughs> which I think is interesting. Why did they change it to a, a Y? Uh, but anyway, UK news source The Independent did an investigation into this topic back in 2007. Dr. Catherine Ramsland, who teaches forensic psychology at DeSales University in Pennsylvania, has profiled what she calls the serial killer groupie. Oh, she that's right. I was like, she sounds familiar. I listen to a lot of true crime, so I guess that makes sense. She describes the women who correspond with murderers as having rescue fantasies. Quote, huh. She wants to believe that she has the ability to change someone as cruel and powerful as a serial killer. Okay. Many women have said that they see the little boy in these killers and they feel an overwhelming desire to nurture and protect that part of him. Bro, if you see the little boy in them, but then you also want to bang them, check yourself. Yeah. Well yeah. said, Marissa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> I also enjoyed this line. Getting involved with a convicted killer fulfills a need for drama. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever he is in the news, she is at the center of attention. Yo, some I women... love drama, but that's maybe <laughs> a little too much. Some women relish in the feeling of being aligned with an outcast. It's the two of them against the world. Oh, I kind of love that. Yeah. Her findings... Um, I'm sorry to go back to that. That paragraph was isolated, not attached to Catherine Romsland directly. Okay. Got it. But Wikipedia sort of sums up all of her findings in a bulleted list, which I like. Yeah. <laughs> Women like men in prison because they have low self-esteem or they lack a father figure. And for some reason, they've decided that a man in prison oh, can fill that role. Oh, that's so sad. As we said before, some believe they can change a man as cruel and powerful as a serial killer. Uh, again, others see the little boy that the killer once was and seek to nurture him. A few hope to share the media spotlight and get a book or a movie deal. That's opportunistic. I like that. Yeah. And then, of course, there's the notion of the perfect boyfriend. She knows where he is at all times, and she knows that he's thinking about her. I mean, I was also going to say, if it's someone like with life in prison or the death sentence, you also get to, like, create the ideal version of them, but they never get out of prison to break that. Like, yeah. That you, yeah, so I can totally see that. While she can claim that someone loves her, she doesn't have to endure the day-to-day -day issues involved yeah. in most relationships. There's no laundry to do, no cooking for him, and no accountability to him. She can keep the fantasy charged up for a long time, as Marissa was saying. Yeah, I can totally see that. Guys, like, your what is that movie? The Graduate is that the one with the with the with Older the woman? Yeah, and then like mm. at the end, the guy runs off with the bride, but then it's just like them like sitting in silence with the reality of what they just did, <laughs> and that they have to like, yeah. I just I always think about that with any weird love story. I'm like, yeah, but are you really gonna like them when you like wake up and they're like annoying and you have to do their laundry and they poop near you, like? I always think about that. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Aaron doesn't poop near me. Just, you know, in the house while I'm there. So I just That's always... Good. He poops on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, whatever I say... Mercy's just so happy to have a boyfriend with a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, oh. Never mind. I'm not going to go into that again. But, um, yeah, no, I was just saying, like, whenever I see an, uh, a wacky, a wacky or unlikely love story, I always, like, I can never buy into it. Because I'm like, no, you're not thinking this through. But anyway, continue. Yeah, I think there's a lot of that attached to this. Yeah. And honestly, God forbid they get out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, man. Yeah, if, if you guys, if you ever watch Orange is the New Black, I think that actually, like, that like happened with one of them like he really wanted to be with this girl but he liked the fantasy of it but then i think like i think she was she either got pregnant or like escaped and he was like i don't really want to deal with you like in real life yeah yeah so for those of us who are a little bit more millennial focused i believe the same thing happened to george costanza oh really oh okay yeah so the the last one that shows up on Wikipedia is um, some mental health experts have compared infatuation with killers to extreme forms of fanaticism. They view such women as insecure females who cannot find love in normal ways, mean, 
or as, quote, love-avoidant females who seek romantic relationships that cannot be consummated? I mean, honestly, I used to, when I was much younger, I totally fell in love with people who, like, it would never work. And I think it was because I, like, knew I didn't have to deal with it. So I totally get that. But Mm. I never went so far as prison. Although I did have a guy who was on his way back to juvie for my guest. He was allowed Mm. a weekend back home try to become my pen pal and my boo and we were pen pals for a little bit and then my mother found the notes under my bed (laughs) that was great anyway contradicting some earlier points psychology today shares quote the offender the criminal need not even be attractive to hook a potential wife one-eyed Henry Lee Lucas and had his share of female admirers, despite his supposed sexual relationship with drifter Otis Toole. He was apparently still a compelling mate. One woman, who was married, even devised a plot to free him by posing as his supposedly murdered former girlfriend, a girl that Lucas had confessed to strangling and cutting into pieces. Yeah, that's the thing I think that is purely men. I think the women generally need to be attractive like why can't we be ugly and murderous and still get the man huh (laughs) double standards am i right famous cases of What am I talking about again? <laughs> Famous cases of hybristophilia include many things that Netflix has made tons of money off of, yeah, including like Ted Bundy, who allegedly received hundreds of love letters from women while he was incarcerated, and a married woman, Carol Ann Boone, whom he had met while working in Washington. He proposed to her in the middle of court proceedings while Boone was on the witness stand. Boone gave birth to a daughter who it is believed was uh fathered by ted bundy while i do not think ted bundy deserves love i will say if you're into that getting proposed to while you're on the stand is pretty epic (laughs) (laughs) we also have jeffrey dahmer a serial killer who is said to have amorous women sending him letters money and other gifts during his time in prison despite him being a gay man Oh, I forgot about that. I always get confused between Bundy and Dahmer and which one was the gay man. I, I don't know why I, they're the same person to me. Do they look alike at all? Or are they both like scrawny white men with, yeah. with glasses? Okay. I don't know about Ted Bundy with glasses, but... Oh, okay. I don't know why. They're the same person to me. I confuse those serial killers like I confuse Meg Ryan and Meryl Streep and Nicole Kidman <laughs> and, and Melanie Griffith. The list is going to keep going. <laughs> we also have Richard Ramirez, the Night Stalker, who killed 13 people and had, quote, more than a passing interest in Satanism. Oh, he uh, is so gross, and I don't like to say that about people, but he killed people, so I can. But I read so much about him, and he was just, like, so, like, dirty and just had horrible hygiene. He just was fucking gross. But he had fans that would write him letters and pay him visits. Ugh. This included Doreen Leoy, who married him in California's San Quentin State Prison on October 3rd, 1996. He had to have smelled so fucking bad. We also have our pal Charles Manson, right? Like, that guy seemed like he was always surrounded by women. Uh, The Boston Marathon bomber, as well as the Columbine shooters, um, have all posthumously... I don't remember if the Boston Marathon kid is alive, but the Columbine shooters posthumously were praised for being hot. (laughs) Ew! They're, like, so fucking... 
fucking lame. They're just total like <laughs> they're high school kids too. <laughs> Ew, yeah. Um, no, they're like, oh no, I'm not in love with them in high school. I'm in love with the idea of what they will become. <laughs> Gross, y'all. Have higher standards. Now these are all famous criminals, right? Like, yeah, you've heard of all of those people, but even yeah. locally. You probably have someone who's murdered people and is, for some reason, admired. Everyone sucks. Local to me, a man named Hugo Selinski was oh, convicted yeah. of murdering two people, and the remains of five people were buried in his backyard. While what? I was in college, he escaped from the prison down the street from my school. <laughs> oh, man. The Pittston Progress had a piece where a man informally talked to many women and discovered all of them saying how hot he was, containing the following <laughs> excerpts. You know what my mother says? A girl asked. She says, Hugo Zelinsky can bury me in his backyard anytime. I walked up to women of varying ages, some of whom I knew and most I did not, and asked them to finish the sentence. Hugo Zelinsky is hot. Almost every single one replied. Let me look at him. You know what? And this one makes no sense. For some reason, I always... When it happened, now I know. But when it happened, I got really confused between Hugo Zelinsky and the BTK killer. And I don't know why, because they're not the same at all. Um, okay, I'm going to say this. You have to go back to when he was um, arrested. Yeah. Because I, now he's much older. I'm looking at him. Not my type, but I can see it. Quote, my mother and I broke the speed limit getting to the prison when we heard that he was being transferred. We just wanted to get a look at him. <laughs> what a bunch of losers. And when a few days later, Hugo broke out of the Luzerne County prison, MacGyver style, climbing down the side of the building using bed sheets that he tied together. <laughs> and said that he did it because he wanted to visit his girlfriend one more time. Well, his hotness meter soared off the scale. <laughs> Ooh, we all put ladders to our bedroom windows, hoping he would stop by our house. A person close to the investigation told me that one of the fears of prosecutors in cases like this is that halfway through, a trial juror might confess that they'd fallen in love with the defendant and there would be a mistrial. <laughs> oh, fascinating. Totally. Wow. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, Sheila, do you think they'd confess, though? They wouldn't tell you. They would just say he's not guilty. They, yeah, I would try to use my power as a juror to get them off. <laughs> yeah, what do you fucking think people are that fucking honest? Come on. Sheila Eisenberg, the author of Women Who Love Men Who Kill, says that men who fall in love with women inmates may be casting themselves in a position of rescuer or defender. This yeah. is from a piece uh, from Good Morning America that begins, Tim McDonald and Teresa Den... Dion Smith Harris have never lived together or shared more physical affection than what McDonald describes as an airport hug, but they okay. recently celebrated their second wedding anniversary. Okay. McDonald is a 50 year old retired airline pilot. Harris, 34, is a convicted killer serving a life sentence without the possibility of parole in the Tennessee Prison for Women in Nashville. According to court documents, Harris, the woman, flagged down 19-year-old Dennis Brooks Jr. on his way home from work, uh, working the night shift at a Subway fast food shop in September of 1993, after a car that she and two accomplices were riding had broken down. There, the three overcame Brooks, beat him, shot him, stabbed him, and mutilated his body. 
all of that, this is the... Like, the guy that she's with is like, but she didn't kill him. She didn't give the death blow, so that's she's a, not a murderer. That's like this, a- this part, though, I'm like, what? <laughs> Harris admitted to pressing Brooks's excised heart to her lips and Ew! stabbing the victim's body once. But she otherwise denied a role in the mutilation. That's disgusting. Poor baby. Come on, guys. He already suffered enough. He works at Subway. You know no one's nice <laughs> to him. Oh, guy, whatever your name is, if you're up in heaven, I'm sorry. Dennis Brooks Jr. Dennis Brooks Jr. It's pouring out for him. I'm not Most... being flippant. I feel really bad. You think I'm being yeah, flippant? No. I'm not. I'm being um, sincere. Most often, prison officials say inmates become seriously involved with someone that they knew before their incarceration or with someone who regularly visits the prison. There are, however, a growing number of programs organized by anti-death penalty groups and religious and community organizations that encourage letter writing with inmates. Okay. I mean, I understand anti-death penalty 100%, but that doesn't mean, like, I mean, it depends. I mean, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Let me not, because I, I love, like, a prison pen pal system, because so many people are in prison, like, unjustly or for dumb shit. But, like, I don't know. If you killed a bunch of people, I don't think religious groups should be going out of their way to, like... Yeah, one pastor said, I try to encourage my congregation to not confuse Christian charity with romance. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, that is a lecture he will have to do again and again. <laughs> Now, this last part is, um, you know, this whole episode is going out to Aaron. This last part is going out to Michael Stinson. Okay. Psychologist Elaine Aaron, author of The Highly Sensitive Person in Love, agrees with her husband's assertion. I don't know. He must have been earlier in the article, but I didn't care. uh, That some people may actually seek out relationships with prisoners because it fits their personality type. One such personality type may be the highly sensitive person. Their issues could dovetail quite nicely with an inmate. They would feel particularly compassionate or sympathetic to an inmate and at the same time feel comfortable with a relationship that comes with predictability and defined boundaries. Honestly, makes total sense to me. Yeah, I get it. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. So that is um, the end of my topic, but I did want to quickly um, browse through an article and give you guys a couple of things, just in case you're interested in pursuing this. Um, There's an article from HerWay.net, Eight Signs an Inmate Really Loves You. Oh, gosh. One, they write you sentimental letters. You know shit, okay. Two, your care packages mean the world to them. Okay, I don't know how you would know that exactly, but okay. (laughs) Uh, number three, the spark in their eyes is consistent every time you visit them. I'm sorry, what website is this? Uh, herway.net. What is that? I don't know. Okay. Number four, you talk about important things in life. You're not just doing like day-to-day stuff. Okay. Uh, they don't call you only when they need something. Not all of these apply to prison. <laughs> Yeah, I was just a general, but okay. They tell you that they're ready to change. Yeah, okay. A lot of people lie about that. I wouldn't really say that that's anything. They talk about the future is coming in at number seven. And number eight is they aren't pen pals with other men or women. I could say, except for the last one, these are also signs that someone's conning you, possibly. Mm. To get money out of you from prison or like things like that. But sure, sure. 
the website hurtway.net uh, on their About Me page. Our vision is to help millennial females build self-esteem to support them creating and keeping strong bonds between their families and friends to be a voice of reason when it comes to their relationships what the fuck it was one of the ones that came back first on google we might need a whole episode on whatever the fuck that website is my god it's supposed to help millennial women in their relationships and it's telling you how to know if your inmate crush loves you what the fuck (laughs) also this is, I, I wanted to say this before, but I didn't want to interrupt you. Next time I get called for jury duty, which my mother tells me, I definitely will, because I keep skirting it, and she says, they're just going to keep trying to get you. Uh, the moment, because I am also a highly sensitive person, the moment I entered and I saw the face, the sad face of the person who was charged with, I don't know, beating up someone, I was like, I can't do this. I feel bad for him already. Like, I feel bad for anyone who's frowning. But, like... <laughs> Thank God that one I didn't get interviewed for. But I got interviewed for one next time. And I was having a really hard time articulating why I couldn't be a juror. And I could tell that they thought I was making things up. Right. But I was just like, no, I'm being sincere. I like, I feel bad for everyone. And I don't like corporations. And no, I can't be. I'm biased. And they're like, really? You can't be? So next time I'm just going to tell them I'm a highly sensitive person. Don't you not have transportation, too? Uh, yeah, now I definitely don't. Yeah. Before there was a subway system, but now I, if I get called for it in Harrisburg, I can probably just say that. But uh, That's probably a better reason than going yeah. in and falling in love with it. <laughs> no, I didn't think I was falling in love with them. <laughs> I just feel bad for people immediately. I'm really rooting for this guy. <laughs> yeah, like I just, I, I feel bad for people who look sad. I feel bad for minorities. He was a minority who looked sad. That's a double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Do you have any questions, or did I miss anything about? Uh, no. Hybristophilia, like- or why people like jerks. I would say this is fantastic. This is a very, very informative episode. Also, guys, before the episode, Pete did do the work for me and tell me all about the logistics of eating ass because <laughs> he researched it for me. So I am full of new information today. <laughs> I feel, like, ready to take on life. Thank you. This is a great episode. There's, um, I think there's a lot to be said for confidence when it comes to dating and looking towards other people. But, um... <laughs> It always bums me out that no, like nobody comes out and says like I really like people who aren't confident because if you say that you look like a predator. Yeah. But but also like can't somebody like people who aren't confident? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm I, gonna be forty and I'm still single. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say this: I don't like someone who's like. I mean, I like someone who's not like terrified of life, but I, I don't like people who are too confident. Because they seem psychotic to me. Because I am yeah. not confident. Um, also, I will say, like, you know, like you said, you could say, like, ooh, I like a bad boy. But when you say I like a good boy, it sounds infantilizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fiancé was trying to tell me one of the reasons why he liked me. And he said, you're a good girl. And I wanted to kill myself. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, that sounds horrible. And then I told him not to do that. And he realized <laughs> it. But, but like, I understood his sentiment. But you can't say the opposite of a bad girl or a bad guy without sounding horrible. (laughs) So let's think of a good way to say that. Um, 
Also, guys, don't be a bitch. You might turn people on by being a bitch, but don't. They'll only like you for a moment. They won't like you long term. Like you could only be so far go so far being a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Or There's, or maybe um, they will like you, but that's bad if you are just keeping someone under your thumb. I know a very a very confident, independent, strong willed person who's like, My husband's like a pussy. Oh god. <laughs> and I'm getting tired of it and I'm like it can't be a new thing. <laughs> God, yeah, what? Like that? Yeah, that's also what I wonder. Like someone who goes into it like that, do you think like somehow you're gonna harden them? I don't understand. You think like they're gonna man up one day? I know that that was a that's not a good term, but I specifically meant to say it like that. Like you think like oh they're gonna be so so manly, blah blah blah. Like I just mean like, like I wonder what do if you it's expect? just that expectations change over time, or like you know Maybe. people grow and they want different things and. I don't know. Um, all I know. Is I do know I that like- I was I was once dating somebody after they dumped me, and then I took them back, and they were like, "Do you want to keep doing this?" And I was like, "I'm not sure." And they yelled at me that because I wasn't confident about oh. staying with them, and I'm like, "But you already dumped me once." <laughs> like, Wait. The reason I'm not confident is because of you. <laughs> God, everyone's horrible. Guys, I will just say this. I know I'm. I'm. I'm taken, so it's not like, it's like, but I'm just saying, like, I like nice people. So if you're mm-hmm. nice, believe me, people like nice people. That's the, that's the thing on my list. I remember Sue Henry was like, what are you looking for in a, in a partner? And I was like, somebody who's nice. Because other people have been so mean to me. I just want somebody who's going to be nice. I know. And, like, I know that, guys, if you're a guy out there, it's like, no, girls don't like nice guys. No, you will find a girl who likes a nice guy. If you are going after a girl who wants a not nice guy, she's just like, she's setting herself up to be fucked over and she'll eventually realize it fuck itself. So just move on. Like, don't make yourself different. Just keep looking. Girls like nice guys. I'm. Thanks, Marissa. Yeah. yeah <laughs> just keep looking. <laughs> but you know what? You might have to... You might have to pick a new type of woman because my partner was always looking for a certain kind of woman. And then he went to me and he did not like what I was bringing to the table. He realized (laughs) I was so nice. And now we're together and getting married. So maybe look for someone who you might not like what they're bringing to the table vibe was. (laughs) Yeah. One of the people that I quoted in one of these articles was like, but my bad boy (laughs) was different. Uh, he was really nice once I got to know him, and I married him. And it's like, then he wasn't a bad boy. Yeah, like- exactly. <laughs> exactly. Also, like, yeah, do you want to, like, put that to chance? Like, oh, he could either end up being nice under this facade, or he might beat me. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, like, guys, don't do that. Just don't do that. Okay? You know what you <laughs> should do? What? Follow up on our plugs. Plugs. Marissa. Guys, you should call us at 570-PRAD-WAD-1. Do you like a bad boy? Do you like a nice boy? Do you like a good boy? <laughs> Do you like a good girl? Do you like a good anyone of any gender? Let us know. Like I said, again, 570-PRAD-WAD-1. Pete, where can they email us? People can email us at shout at yallheard.me, but you can also go to yallheard.me and click shop 
where you can now buy our uh, Coney 2012 yay! shirt. I didn't know uh, it was there yet. Okay, yay, 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 yay. Are which gonna... uh, says yeah. Coney 2012. Uh, you might remember Marissa covered uh, Coney 2012 uh, uh, probably a few months ago. Yeah. And we replaced, um, well, we, we used an ice cream cone. <laughs> so good thank you i'm 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 unemployed right now but when i finally make money from something i'm gonna buy it yeah there's a lot of fun stuff there there's a conjugal visit shirt with a picture of a duck oh. uh, that's also related to prison yeah um that conjugal visit i've been dreaming of that shirt for years <laughs> um yeah guys but the coney 2012 is pretty great especially because I know people who were into the actual Coney 2012, and I'm just going to wear it in their presence and see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Guys, you can always slide into my DMs at Riss Vandal, R-I-S-S-V-A-N-D-A-L. And if you're Um, looking for something to follow on Instagram, you can follow Poo Jokes. Yeah. I turned off all notifications for Instagram, so I won't know if anything comes in, but eventually I'll look and find (laughs) out. (laughs) (laughs) And if you would like to... um, support my artistic endeavors and currently the only way I have money coming in, <laughs> you can go to at 31pumpkinlane on Instagram or 31pumpkinlane.com and that is the numerals 3-1. But yeah, uh, oh, did we do plugs? Plugs. I said plugs and then you kind of went into uh, the phone number and everything. Oh, I, but I forgot what a plug meant because my brain is broken. My plug was the Coney 2012 shirt. So. Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have a problem. Uh, my plug is please watch Mills Manor. Please. It's not porno. Someone texted me that it looks like a porno because I asked people on Instagram to watch it. I promise you, as long as we have talked at least once and you promise not to do fucked up shit, I will give you my Discovery Plus. But there's a limit. There's not much fucked up you can do on Discovery Plus. I know. It's like you watch like porno with it. It's not like what Pete's doing with my Showtime account. (laughs) But uh, yeah, if you watch it, please tell me. But yeah, guys, thank you for listening. And um, stay safe out there always. Wee. Wee. Wee.